Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Amen. And that is our theme throughout this year is that we want to get it right at the household of the Lord. And one of the ways that we believe we need to get it right is we need to be about building what God has encouraged us and challenged us to do and that's the new sanctuary and we always put it before you and try to get you there before you get there amen right now I'm imagining myself standing in this place teaching and preaching God's word choir you need to imagine yourself when you sing that you're back here amen amen ushers you need to imagine that you're standing on this door the youth ushers Hello, somebody. This really is especially your door because you're probably going to benefit the most from this whole sanctuary because we're building it for the next generations. Amen. 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 That maybe 50 and 60 years ago, people will look back like we look back and wonder how did they get it done. And that only conclusion that they'll be able to come to is that it was God and God alone. Amen. So get there, amen? amen, in Jesus' name. This morning we're continuing this month that we're calling Getting It Right Mandatorily, and we're talking about some things that are mandatory. If you're going to be a Christian, prayer is mandatory amen. to develop a personal, intimate relationship with God. And not only prayer, but Bible study is foundational for our beliefs because you've got to study the word. And if you study the word without prayer, you become like the Pharisees and Sadducees that we learned about in Sunday school who knew, who memorized the Pentateuch. They knew the word, but they didn't have a personal relationship with the God of the word because they didn't pray. Hello, somebody. We're telling you this morning about the Great Commission. It is our job to, uh, part of this Great Commission is to obey. Yes. Teaching them to obey is a part of that Great Commission. So when we witness and we make disciples as opposed to make members, a member uh, don't necessarily have to be in church, but a disciple will assemble together and worship as well as Bible study and prayer time and as well as share their faith. Hello, somebody. If we're going to rise to the challenge of our day and time, we've got to tell others about Jesus Christ. We've got to witness. Sister Ledette told me a, a testimony about the T-shirt, make him known, and how she wore it to the city, and people were asking her about it, and, and she was able to tell them about it and tell them about Jesus, that Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no man cometh to the Father but by me. And that is our job as a Christian church is to make him known. Hello, somebody. That's a part of the Great Commission. Amen. Amen. And that song is talking about of all the things that I can do for you, uh, whether I sing or what I do, the the thing that I do is I obey. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to obey in giving, obey in prayer, obey in Bible study, obey in worship, obey in serving, and obey in worship and witnessing. Amen. 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 Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, simply obey. 
In Jesus' name. We talked about prayer. Now we've entered that time of really of of the word of God or Bible study. And we're sharing a message this morning, the light of my path, the light of my path. We're coming from uh, Psalms 119, 105 to 112. Uh, Will you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God to say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. It's two slides. Let's read it out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. We're talking about this morning, the light of my path, the light of my path. And we're going to talk today about God's word. God's word gives direction. God's word gives deliverance. And God's word gives delight. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should study God's word for direction in life. Christians should study God's word for direction in life. As I thought about the word being a light into my path, I I thought back to when I when I used to drive a a hoopty. <clears throat> And it was a hoopty because it was it was always breaking down. One time as I was driving and it was raining and the windshield wipers all of a sudden just stopped working. It made it very difficult for me to drive um, in the rain. And in my young ingenuity, <clears throat> I tied a string on one blade and tied a string on the other blade and me and my partners when it rained because <laughs> remember it was a hoopty <laughs> and one of the things that was terrifying as I drove my hoopty is that one night the headlights gave out and boy I experienced a darkness that I had Never experienced before because it was so dark that I couldn't, I couldn't even drive because I couldn't see the road. And I was thinking that, that that's probably a, a, a good modern day term to what the writer is saying in this text about God being a light unto my path. In modern day term, God is a, a light uh, to my path. Is the headlights of, of my life. Yes, Hello somebody. And I thought about that because the word of God is important for direction in life. Because if you're in the dark and you don't have that light, you won't know which way to go. And you'll be tempted to just stop and not go anywhere because you don't have any direction in life. The word of God, church, is very important. This is Youth Sunday, and it's beautiful to hear the youth pray and to see them, uh, oh, usher on the door and to see them in their young fly and save t-shirts. Uh, but the most important thing that we can give our youth is uh, the heritage of uh, the word of God. Uh, not only by just teaching it, but also by living it. Hello, somebody. Because I heard somebody say that I can see a sermon better than I can hear one. 
Hello, somebody. And we've got to be a church that, that, that has a heritage of not only teaching and knowing the word of God, but oh, living it out in Jesus' name. The word of God is important. And, and here's two young people that are sharing the importance of the word of God. Amen. Amen. The importance of the word of God. And it's for young people and older people alike. Young people study the word of God for wisdom. Because they don't have wisdom like we have in our age. And one of the ways that you can be wise is to study the word of God. I can remember leaving my home at the age of 19. And when I left my home... I was into the word of God and established my home on the word of God. And as a result, oh, I was always around people much older than I was living. Oh, to them, I was living an old person's life. They would try to tell me that you need to sow your wild oats. And when you get older, oh, then you can get serious with the Lord. But the word of God says to what? To remember the Lord in thy watch, in thy youth. Hello, somebody and young folk. If you want to overcome many of the snares of life, obey the word of God. Because it will be a light unto your path. There are many young folk that are giving their lives away sexually. Oh, and by the time they get old, they're all used up. Oh, because they didn't obey the word of God. The word of God says, oh, that my body is a temple. Hello, somebody. And as a result, I'm not supposed to give myself away unless I am married. Hello, somebody. Oh, so the word of God can help you to be a light in your path in a dark age. And we as a church have to get into the word of God because God's word gives direction. Hello, somebody. The word of God says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Does anybody know what it's like? Oh, I share this all the time. When I first went camping, I didn't bring a flashlight. Oh, and as a result, when it got nighttime, oh, and when it was time to go to the latrine, oh, I couldn't find my way to the latrine. Hello, somebody, because of what? I couldn't see two feet ahead of me because it was so dark. I did not know how important it was to have a flashlight being a city boy. Hello somebody. Don't you know as a Christian you're living oh in a wilderness and it can get dark at times. It can get dark to sometimes you can't see two feet ahead of you and it takes the word of God to help you to get some direction in this life. He says that his word is a light unto my path. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, our neighbor, you better get into the word if you want to know what to do. Hello, somebody. 
You want to know what direction to take, what to do, how to live. You've got to get into this word. Hello, somebody. I like what this text says. Let me pull it down a little bit because it's, it's running under. Hello, somebody. Second Peter. Uh, verses 1, 19. What does this say? Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Hello, somebody. You, you have the word. For direction, you, you, you don't have to uh, read your, uh, uh, what I call them, horoscopes. Some folk look to them for direction in life. And, and, and every morning they look up, uh, they are Leo, hello somebody. And, and they look up and see what a Leo should do. They look up to see what a Scorpio should do. And they, they look up and, and they really look for it for guidance and understanding. that That's not what you need to look up uh, on a daily basis. Uh, your horoscope really is the word of God. And it's not a horror, hello somebody. It's a light. Hello somebody to your path and if you want to know what you need to do on a daily basis you've got to open up the book and get into the book in the same way some folk open up the newspaper and get into their horoscope in the same way oh, some folk open up the newspaper and look for the numbers. Hello somebody you better open up the word of God and get into it for the Bible says that The prophetic message, oh, is complete and reliable. Hello, somebody. And you do good to pay attention to it. Do you pay attention to the word of God? Many folk don't pay no attention to the word of God. If you look at their Bibles, oh, the next time they open up their Bibles is the next Sunday because they don't pay attention to it. Hello, somebody. Oh, and God says, oh, that you've got to pay attention to the word of God on a daily basis. Oh, one of the things that I want to do here is I teach a class that's on the state level called effective Bible reading. And, and, and one of the things that I teach in that class is that I teach that a Christian should read through the Bible uh, at least once a year. Hello, somebody. And really, all you need to do to read through the Bible once a year, it's not as daunting as you think it is. It's really 15 to 20 minutes a day. If you take 15 to 20 minutes a day to read through the Bible, oh, you can get it done within a year's time. And that's one of the tools that I use to help explain that. Some of you got, oh, these uh, smartphones, and you're just treating them as phones. Why don't you download some Bible software, and in that Bible software, software, oh, that you download, oh, that's all kind of Bible softwares, and you download it, and they have an app that I use, and I and I listen almost on a daily basis, and it's a Bible app that helps you to read through the Bible in a year's time, oh, you don't even know how, have to know how to read, because you can listen to it, hello somebody, listen to the word of God on a daily basis, hello somebody, same way you read that paper on a daily basis, you got to get into the word on a daily basis. This is the word of God. This is God's love letter to mankind. And you got to read it like it's a love letter. Hello, somebody. Some of you know what it's like to be in love. And back in the day, through snail mail, lovers used to send a right to one another. And you'd get that letter. You'd read it and set it down. And then you'll set it aside and come back again and read it again. Hello, Somebody, some of you do that today with your text, and they text you, and you save those texts, and you go back and read it at a later date, at a later, a later time, because you're in love. Hello, somebody, and you want to know everything, oh, that that person has to say. Are you in love? 
love with the Lord. If you're in love with the Lord, you want to know what he say. Hello, somebody. And you want to know it for yourself. You don't want to just know it because somebody else told you. Hello, somebody. And that's what the preacher does on, on preaching with somebody else is telling you about what the word says. You need to get into it for yourself. Hello, somebody. You got to pay attention to the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you better pay attention to the word of God as a light shining in a dark place. Don't you know we live in a dark place and the word of God is a light shining in a dark place. That's stuff that's controversial in the world. If you know what the word says, it's not that controversial at all. Oh, It's controversial about gay marriage. It's not that controversial in the Bible because we know what the Bible says. Hello somebody. And the Bible is against it. And the Bible is against not only gay marriage but oh whoremongering. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's against married folks cheating on one another. Hello, some sexual immorality. Oh, all of that. Hello, somebody. You got to know what it said. You got to get into it for yourself. Because the world will make you into something that is not godly. Hello, somebody. And you've got to know what the book says. You got to know what the book says. I'm going to try to read this if this works. The Bible is more than a book detailing man's thoughts about what God is like. Hello, somebody. It is God's communication to man. It's his words are transmitted to us through its pages. The word of God. It is one thing to read theology books that tells about God. It is quite another to read God's love letter to you. Hello, somebody. That's what the word said. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Jeremiah 1 9. Hello, somebody. It's what the word of God. For this cause also thank we God without uh, ceasing because uh, when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as word of man, but it is the truth, the, the word of God, which effectively worketh also in you that believe. First Thessalonians 2. For the word of the Lord is quick, it is powerful and sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, even dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and of the of, of the maw of the joints and the marrow, and it's a, discern, a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. Uh, skeptics can never say, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Skeptics will never say that. Because uh, we live in a world where we're like in the time of the judges. We want to do what's right in our own eyes. And we want to go off the path of God. Off that living path and live in the darkness. But God is calling his true believers oh, to take this word and allow this word to guide them in their lives. Hello somebody. Hello, somebody. That's why it's mandatory to get into the word. It's, it's the light of my path. It, it also, God's word gives deliverance. It says here, I have suffered much. Uh, persevere my life, uh, preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. I, I suffered much in this life. Oh, but I know that your word says uh, that you're a keeper to those that want to be kept. Uh, oh, I know that your word says, uh, oh, that when I'm in a, between a rock uh, in a hard place, I can look in your word and see what you did for Moses uh, and the children of, of Israel as they were delivered uh, from uh, Egypt uh, and the pharaohs. Uh, I know, oh, that God can deliver me because there's a precedent that has been set. I I know what God can do because I've read it for myself. I know that God can heal because it's in the book. And God says, as we learned about two Sundays ago, oh, that God can heal all of my diseases. And as a result, I believe by faith that there's a precedent. I believe that God can heal me of my diseases. I believe that God can deliver me because God says, oh, to Moses, I am that I am. 
oh, I believe because God said, oh, to, to Abraham, oh, that when I was about to kill my baby boy, I found oh, something in the bushes in the thicket and I named this place Jehovah Jireh, my God who provides for my every need. I know what the book says and I know that I can pray for blessings on a daily basis, my daily bread because the word says that God can provide me oh, with my daily bread on a daily basis. I may wake up not knowing where my next meal comes from but I stand on the word of God and as a result I know that God is going to feed me like the eagle feeds his babies. They up there in the cliffs. He's going to bring it to me. Hello somebody because I read it in his word. I know Hello, somebody. My Redeemer lives because I've read it in his words. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. I know my Redeemer lives because I've read it in his word. As a matter of fact, that's what Job said in the middle of his trials, in the middle of his suffering. There's somebody here today in the middle of trials, in the middle of suffering, in the middle of heartbreak. Oh, I know, I know that I know that I know that my Redeemer lives. I might not be able to comprehend it. I may not be able to understand it within and of myself. But I do know that in the midst of this heartache, in the midst of this pain, that my Redeemer lives and he's sitting on the throne. The angels are praising his holy name. I know this because I saw it in the book. And if he's still seated on the throne, then he can take care of me. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I know my redeemer lives because I've read it in his word. Hello, somebody. You got to get in the book for itself. God's word gives deliverance. This same psalm says, I am laid low in the dust. Hello, somebody. Preserve my life according to your word. Hello, somebody. Oh, we can learn two things from that. By getting in the word, we can learn that, oh, if a man, oh, like David is laid low in the dust. Hello, some. If a man who loved God with all of his heart, hello, some, gets low in the dust. Oh, I come here today low in the dust. Hello, somebody low as the dust. Hello, somebody. But I still can have faith because even David had faith low in the dust. Oh, how did he get his faith? He said he got his faith. Oh, because you preserve my life according to what? Your word. Hello, somebody. Somebody better get in the book and know that they will not die today, but they will live because God said it to me. He spoke it to me this morning. Oh, it seemed like I'm going to die. The doctors said I'm going to die, but I I got this word in my spirit. Oh, I was low as uh, and in the dust. But God says, uh, oh, that he can preserve my life uh, according to uh, his word. Hello, somebody. You know, we live in a time where folk oh, talk about getting a word of knowledge. Where somebody call you out in the middle of the service and say, hey, you back there. I know you got problems. You got a lot of problems. You back there. You got a lot of heartaches and pains. You back there. God says that he's going to deliver you. And, and they think that because this preacher said it, that that means something. All right. A word of knowledge. That don't, that don't mean nothing. What I say don't mean nothing. You better get in the word for yourself. Hello, somebody. And that little word of knowledge, anybody who in here ain't going through no trials. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And they speak in general terms. Oh, they'll be on TV and say, I can discern that there's somebody sitting up in their pajamas. Wait a minute. Don't we all, most of us, look at TV in their pajamas? Hello, somebody. <laughs> you won't impress me. You come on that screen and say, Oh, Pastor E. Time. Yeah, you there in Powell Valley, 207 Highland. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They talk in general terms, talking about a word of knowledge. No, the word of knowledge is the word itself. Yeah. Hello, 
Hello, somebody. And the word itself say, I suffer much. Hello, I'm in here and I suffer much because I serve the Lord. I suffer much because I love the Lord. But that don't mean that I quit. Hello, somebody. I don't quit because I suffer, but I pray, Lord, preserve my life according to your word. And your word says that I'm low and in the dust. Hello, somebody. Your word says that you can preserve my life according to your word. Hello, somebody. Get in it for yourself. The word of knowledge is you getting into it for yourself and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Hello, somebody. For yourself. It's amazing how when you get in that book, that word just comes alive. It just parts of that, that word just comes. I call it a spiritual email. And it catches you right where you are and where you need to be. And guess what? It don't have to be on a Sunday morning. Hello, somebody. If you studied on a Sunday night, it can come on a Sunday night. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We got to get into the book for ourselves. Because God's word gives deliverance. Here's last little video we want to show you. The Maranatha singers. And if you can sing along with this, the words are going to come up if you feel like you want to sing. But it's a song, really. Amy Grant is singing in the background. Uh, or it's a song based on Amy Grant. She was singing in the background of the last video. And the light unto my path. Amen. The light of my path. When you're in the dark, you need light. You need light. And the word of God is light. And here's a part of the text that really blows my mind. And I want to know whether you feel this way about the word of God. God's word gives delight. It says, your statues are my heritage forever. And check this out. They are the joy of my heart. (laughs) The joy of my heart. Is that how you feel about the word of God? Do you feel like the word of God is the joy of your heart? See, you you got to get into the book to feel that way. That's somebody with an intimate relationship with God when they think that the word of God is a is a is a is a a joy of their heart. If you don't have that, we need to pray before we leave here. Lord, uh, help your word to be the joy of my heart. Oh, because we live in a dark time. We need the word today to help us live in this dark time. We need a word today oh, to help us to interpret these dark times. We need oh, a word from the Lord. Hello, somebody. And, and I like this, and this is one uh, one nineteen, helping to give us some commentary on itself. It says, "I rejoice in following your statutes, as one rejoices in what one rejoices in great riches." Do you feel that way about the Lord today? Now. I know none of us in here played the lottery. I, I, I know none of us did. But if you win, you better pay your tithe. But anyway. <laughs> but when those folk found out that they had the numbers, I think it was three that won this last time. When they found out they had the numbers, how do you think they felt? <laughs> would, would they just be oh I, I won multi millions of dollars it's 275 <laughs> I won 275 million that's what I did I won 
<laughs> no, 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 no. When they saw they had the love, they're like, whoa, 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 Quit! You can take this job. <laughs> they were overjoyed. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And this is what the Bible says. Look, this is what the Bible says. I rejoice in following your statutes, as one who rejoices in what? Great riches. Wow. I don't know about you, church, but I. I think I'm falling short. Hello, somebody. That's the way it felt about the word of God. Hello, somebody. When was the last time somebody heard you in the morning? Or, Say, what's going on in there? He done opened up the book again. <laughs> he opened up the book again. <laughs> and he's rejoicing. And they're here every morning at 6 o'clock. Woo! <laughs> he done opened up that book again. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Let it be. Yeah. You say, but preacher, we Baptists. We don't get that excited. I done seen some Baptists at a Sooner game. <laughs> Let the Sooner score. <laughs> I done seen some Methodists. who they just so reverent. You put them in a, at a game and, and let it be double overtime. And they team score. It's like they'd be shouting, screaming, jumping up and down, hollering, hello, somebody. Yeah. That's what happened when this man opened the book. God scored. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know every time you get in the book, God scores? Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Every time you get in a book, God scores. Hello, somebody. And there should be some rejoicing. Some of you, oh, take your devotional time at work. And folk in the, oh, folk ought to hear you screaming. Woo! Say, what happened at lunch today? Open up that book again. <laughs> Hello, somebody. That's what it says. Your statues are my heritage and they are the joy of my heart. I rejoice in following your statues as one rejoices in great riches. Wow. Church, we got to get into the book. We got to get into it in such a way that God really changes our heart and gives us a great desire to rejoice in his word. Hello, somebody. That's really what Bible study should be about. It should be exciting to come to Bible study in Sunday school. It should be a delight. Shouldn't have to force folk to come to Bible study in Sunday school. This, this place, we should, be, we should be waiting in line. One of my shows I watch on cable is Welcome to Sweetie Pies. And one of the things that you'll see, some of y'all watch that show. I've been there too when we was in St. Louis. We've been there. Sister Eton got to take a picture with Sister Robbie and that other teenage boy. What that boy name is? Not the sorry one, but the other one. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> when we got there, guess what? It was a line. Hello, somebody. It was a line waiting to eat the food. On Sunday mornings, we should get here and there should be a 
A line. Hello, somebody. <laughs> a line of people waiting not to get in the church, but waiting to get into the word of God. Hello, somebody. There should be a line. Hello, somebody. Oh, at Titus 2, there should be a line. Hello, men. Oh, waiting, waiting there. Oh, in front of the deacon's house. Hello, somebody. What time it starts? 8 30. The line should start at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Open the door. I say, wait, hey, everybody's already here. Hello, somebody. Wow. We got our priorities mixed up. It's lines to get in the club, lines to get some food, lines to everything. Hello, somebody. But the household of the Lord. That's teaching the true word of God. There's some other churches that have lines, but the lines to get in there as long as the lines to get out. Hello, somebody. They come in, they do that hour service. Hello, somebody. The preacher preach 15 minutes and they leaving. Hello, somebody. This is the word of God. We don't mind when the game goes into overtime. But, but let the service go in overtime. To which we're about to do. It's 1252. <laughs> I try to get us out by one. <laughs> but in the world, we love overtime and double overtime. Hello, somebody. Hello, let's do some overtime in the word of God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Rejoicing like like great riches. That's how important the word of God is. And the only way that really I see that I'm doing my job is I make it interesting enough for you to go back home and get into the word for yourself. That's one of the things that I used to do when I was at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship under Dr. Tony Evans. He'd be preaching that word and I'd be like, wow, how did he get that? (laughs) And then I'd go and study it for myself. Hello, somebody. That's that's the greatest compliment you can give me. Don't don't say, boy, you really preach today. Say, the word was illuminated and I had to go home and get into it for myself. Now that's the greatest compliment. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm just pointing you to the Word of God. It's important, church. This is the only place where you learn to really be a true disciple. People got it mixed up in our day and time. They think a member is a disciple. A member don't necessarily have to be a disciple. That's the problem with some of our churches today. We got too many members and not enough disciples. A member thinks that he has rights. A disciple takes the mind of a lowly servant because he wants to be great in the kingdom of God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. A member want to vote. A disciple want to pray. Amen. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. <laughs> a, a member want to know about the ch- oh, what does the church covenant say? A disciple want to know just what does the word say? Right. And let's just live it out. Right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. At least I keep us too long. All eyes closed, heads bowed, saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? We're at that point in the service where we open the doors of the church, but the doors of the church was open when Jesus died on the cross. As we learned in Sunday school this morning that Jesus died upon the cross. That's really when the doors of the church were opened. We come here today for someone who wants to respond to the word of God. You may be here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible describes Jesus and and John that the word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. That was Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And his only son was Jesus. And I was so glad that on that day, oh, when he was about to die for my sins, that this old man of God knew how to pray. And he was in his prayer garden praying, oh, Lord, not that I, what I want, but Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Because a disciple will do what's tough. A disciple will do what's willing. They have to do to suffer. And Jesus Christ, when he said that prayer, he would have to suffer as he was turned over. They whooped him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They put a, a, a crown on his head and a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. You see, members wouldn't do that. Hello, somebody. But he was, he was there to fulfill the word of God. The word of God said that he would be marred. He took that cross to a hill called Golgotha and they nailed him to that cross on that hill called Golgotha and they raised him up between two things as if to say that he was one of those things. They still didn't have enough power to take his life, but he had to give his life, give up the ghost. When he gave up the ghost, he died for your sins and my sins was buried. And the Bible says that on the third day, that he got up with all power in his hands. And if you're here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can get it right. If you want to get your life right with God, you've got to get your life right with Jesus. And if you're here today, you don't remember a time ever praying the sinner's prayer. Asking God to forgive you of your sins and to wash you and cleanse you and asking him to come into your life as his as your Lord and Savior. Then today you can get it right. Saints are praying, heads are bowed. Is there one who would accept Jesus Christ today? Would you come today? Would you obey the word of God itself? Jesus Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no man cometh to the Father but by me. There are not many ways to God. There's only one way to God. You live in a pluralistic society and you hear that there's all kinds of ways. No, Jesus said I am the way, a definite article. I am the life. But no man cometh to the Father but by me. And if you're here today and you want to get your life right with God, come forward right now in Jesus' name. Hello again, this is Pastor you Michael here today. I've been you have host other decisions. for today's you may need program. To be baptized. Before we sign we off, Jesus Christ, we just want never to make made a public sure profession of faith. that you have a personal relationship with God. You, may need you know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship no with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking a person before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of a living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love.
believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if, if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.